0: This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role-playing game, Werewolf the Apocalypse. you heard of high-level games if you're a content creator looking to make your dream a reality you need high-level games high-level games does layout editing and development support such as kickstarter and more even if you're not a creator and just want to enhance your game with exciting new supplements go to highlevelgames.ca and check out dark new england for v20 high-level games we want to help you level up your role-playing game highlevelgames.ca All right, welcome to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am your host, Josh Heath. I am always on the lookout for great discussions about Werewolf today instead of reviewing one of the wonderful books that makes up the back catalog of my favorite World of Darkness game. Today we are joined by the founder and creative director of Onyx Path Publishing, Rich Thomas and I am really excited to jump in and talk about his experience with Werewolf and in particular the art uh and art direction of Werewolf the Apocalypse. So Rich um say hello to all of our listeners.
1: Hey everybody.
0: Awesome. Um so I'm super excited to have you here Rich. Um I'm a big fan. Um, both as a, a freelancer in the tabletop gaming industry, as well as a big fan of all of the things that Onyx Path creates and produces. So, thank you very much for uh, for creating the Onyx Path and getting us started on uh, on that road.
1: Well, thank you so much for uh, supporting and uh, and and enjoying what we're doing.
0: Definitely. So you uh, you have a deep history with uh, with obviously with. What, right. Well, general, um, and Werewolf the Apocalypse in particular. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started at White Wolf and maybe with Werewolf in particular?
1: Sure. Um, Basically got started uh, back uh, before there was a White Wolf company. There was the White Wolf magazine and uh, Stuart Wick uh, was uh, publishing that. He was doing writing and editing and editorializing and art directing and um, he had put an ad in Dragon Magazine for more artists, and uh, and I saw the ad, and uh, and it took me a little took me a little while to to get the gumption up to, to submit, uh, but I sent him a couple of things, and one of the things that I sent him was a, uh, a an illustration of a white wolf crouched over top of a battered and beaten down small dragon uh not an ancient dragon you know like a young dragon and uh and you know the wolf was clearly had just beaten this dragon up and he he liked the attitude of that um so much that he wound up using it like boom Right off the bat, on like some, I want to think one of his advertising pages or something. You know, support White Wolf Magazine. You know, the implication being, of course, that you know we're better than Dragon Magazine, which <laughs> right. you yeah, know was was a pretty uh, pretty aggressive move on Stu's part, but um all done with good good fun, and um, just started illustrating for him um, for the magazine, and within a couple of months he said, look. Would you be interested at all In actually art directing for the magazine Because I'm 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 juggling all these things Plus I'm I think I think at that point He was in his senior year His fourth year of of college So he was really like Whoa I got so much to do And I was like yeah sure you know Add it to the add it to the list You know and um, So I started art directing for the magazine And continued that relationship For for several years Um through a lot of crazy stuff and we got to be really good friends and uh, he was in it down in the in, in Georgia I was not, not always in Atlanta he was college was actually not in Atlanta but um, got to know those guys got to know Steve wick his brother um, and uh, a couple of the others who were in that first group that that really put what Wolf magazine together and stood out at, at, at Gen Con with trying to convince people to just take an issue just go ahead you know <laughs> please sure. just, just take our thing back to your room and read it. You know, it'd be cool. We promise. And, um, it was, so it was, it was a really, you know, really exciting time. And, um, he and I had talked a lot about, you know, what would it take for me to come and, and, you know, kind of join the company down in Atlanta as more and more things, as he graduated college and more and more things were working, um, for, uh, for what was the, you know, the sort of the nascent white wolf. And, I had a daughter and I had a life and I had two dogs and a house and so you know I had and, and I was working like you know three jobs so this was the, the freelance stuff was all in addition to that and I was like look man I just I can't do it till you can till you can you know kind of replace my my earnings um, by going full time with you guys and you know it was a, it was a tiny little company and he had a bunch of his buddies and college students who were willing to put in the time and I was certainly still art directing and doing illustrations but all as a freelancer wow. and I got this phone call uh, in uh, I think it was it was right in the beginning of December of 90 it would be 91 yeah and he said you know fair off the bat hey Richard Stu hey Stu rich why don't you come down we can do it and I'm like well, what, what happened he's like vampire <laughs> okay. and the a success of masquerade uh Vampire the masquerade had um had turned it turned white wolf into a real company in terms of like just just its potential and its growth and so i started talking a lot more seriously once i committed to it uh which i didn't do immediately there was, It was it was kind of a scary thing to to move 800 miles and uproot my family and everything but um once I committed to it, started talking to the guys down there. What's the next thing? Well, the next thing is, because we're going to put out one of these every summer for, you know, we've committed to this five-year plan. We started with Vampire. Next one is Werewolf. Oh, cool. What's it all about? Okay, here's what it's about. Oh, that's cool. Um, what's this whole Eco-Warrior thing? Oh, that's an idea that we, we, we not, we batted around but we really like the way it works with, you know, the kind of, the puts a different kind of spin on what these, these werewolves are. Sure, they're like the kind you see and you've read about, you know. Um, but we're adding so much, you know. It, it adds so much depth to them, and I, you know, I was like, "That's that's really that's really wild. That's that's a really really neat take." So, by so was the time that,
0: was that the pitch they they started with werewolf was the eco warrior thing, or what was the kind of the? Stood, do you remember? Like,
1: so like I'm reading the the kind of the the basic info on it that they had sent up and. It stood out so much because it just it just wasn't what was expected from um for if you said you know what's a werewolf before Werewolf the Apocalypse came out you wouldn't be saying well they're you know they've got this this they're connected to Mother Gaia and the world is you know and, and and she's dying and it's it's driving them into a frenzy so they have to they have to fight even harder none of that you know, you would say werewolves um, uh, don't go out on the moors at night they're out there you know. Um, it uh, some of us who who remember the old Lon Chaney movies would recite, you know, even a man who's a, who's good at heart and says his prayers at night can become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms mm-hmm. and the autumn moon is bright, you know. So it was there was actually when you think about it, there wasn't really a whole ton of werewolf um, media. Uh, mm, so 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 seeing that this was this had this sort of this this very rich. And and incredibly, you know, it's really a very emotional um, connection and uh, and rationale behind what these werewolf tribes are all about. That was that was really a, a, a fun, fantastic new way to look at them so that they really that's why I, I brought it up because it was just like, what? where's this coming from? Um, and ultimately, they uh, I got down there josh timbrook uh who you may remember mm-hmm. from having doing fantastic art and if you're a werewolf fan oh yeah uh, who did the art of the flip book of doom the the multi-page battle going yep. through every single page on it on, on i forget which chapter it was probably combat chapter
0: i think it's the combat chapter yeah. right? chapter seven maybe i'm not sure about that but definitely that yep. chapter yeah
1: oh yeah um he was uh he was um uh, Greatly responsible for the initial looks and feels of a lot of the things um, that we were doing with White Wolf, and he was also art directing the projects. And they, you know, that's that's what I did. That's what I was coming down to do. So my very first thing was to talk to Josh and say, "Hey man," because we knew each other from from conventions and having worked on projects together. Say, "Hey man, I don't, I don't." I don't want to be doing this thing if this is going to be something that's going to be like, you know, this is going to be bad for you. Like, this is like, you know, oh, Rich is replacing me. He's like, no, I need you down here as soon as you can get down here. Please take this job away from me. I just want to draw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate all this stuff that I, all this is this, uh, he didn't mind talking to the artist, but he hated to have to follow it up and do the mm-hmm. contracts and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, I'll be there as soon as I can, buddy. Um and so we would talk about stuff, and he'd already hired a bunch of artists. Uh, so by the time I got down there, I was looking at some finished art already. I, I came down in, uh, ultimately moved down in uh, May of 92. Uh, okay. And so there I am, joining the company, taking over the, the, the department of, uh, of three people, um, took over. Um, and started making sure all the other books were working out. And what's this new thing we're doing with Werewolf? Oh, it's this wild thing. And so uh, it was—it was fresh, really, really. Like just like came in, like you know, just you know, gangbusters. Just like all of my finally the thing to create the look of an entire book. <laughs> you know, and um, and so that was that was really great. Um, and like I say, a bunch of the artists had already been hired, but we still needed more art. And also I think the size of the book, you know, they, they, they figured it was going to be so big, but it actually wound up being larger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the nature of the gifts and, and that you got them from a variety of places made that whole section. And it's just, this is just from memory. I know eventually this is true. I think it was also true for the first edition. It made it bigger than vampire. Like in yeah. terms of just yep. the, the your page count that it would come into. Cause you, there's you so many other things to talk about. Um,
0: yeah, a you lot know. more nuance in how you get the gifts and uh, where yeah. they come from, and they're they're just more of them than there would be for vampires disciplines.
1: Right, exactly. And so we had to figure out how do we want to do it, and uh, you know what kind of artists do we want to have on this? How do we get these people in here? Um, you know, we uh, we had some. If you remember, we had the promo come out, mm-hmm. and we were really really lucky. We had um, some just some couple of incredible pieces by Tony Harris, uh, who is just. He was just rising into the beginning of, of, of what would be a, an awesome career for him, and uh, and they were they were they're very stylized in his way, but they were they were like you know again like I say sort of established that this is not your this is not your parents' werewolf you know
0: right. this is um, its own thing it's totally uh, a new vision as it were
1: yeah but Tony as I if, as I recall Tony wasn't able to do all the fools which is what our original uh, hope and plan had been so we had to kind of um, Kind of adapt and adopt um, some quick moves, and of course, here we are in May. We have to have this book printed and out for August. At
0: Jadcon, mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, fortunately, I had been working in uh, been working in television, uh, where I would get a request for for, for a graphic. Uh, and an hour later, I had to have it ready. So sure. it was, you know, I was, I was able to kind of get not in unfamiliar.
0: There.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, our, for our guys and, and, and the world that they were in, they, it was a little bit harder for them to jump into it as fast. But ultimately, um, we uh, we did pretty well, I thought. Um, you know, it's it's got, got the opportunity to work with some, with some guys that I, I didn't even know yet i hadn't worked with on any other projects and so that was really cool and then of course josh is in there doing the flipbook of doom um over and over again <laughs> right josh um
0: but yeah and that's been that uh, particular set of art's been in, in every edition, if i remember right i know it's in werewolf 20th anniversary edition correct like that uh that combat art's been in pretty much everything
1: i believe i brought it back for 20th yeah um yeah. Again, it's one of those things from like now that if if you'd asked me five years ago I'd go, Yes, I definitely did it for <laughs> for twentieth and now sure. I was like, wait a minute, I did all these other 20ths, and plus we did this and then yeah. but uh but yeah. It
0: all blends together after a while. I know how that is.
1: Uh, and you know.
0: Right. It's been so
1: it's been fun for a lot of long time. Awesome.
0: So those early years of werewolves kind of development, they had um, th- it seems like you caught the energy of the, of the book, the idea of the book really early, but as you kind of took over as art director, what were your, what direction were you looking to head w- with the art in general? Like, was there like a, an end goal that you're like, this is the type of thing I want to see or what sort of themes were right. you building around?
1: I, I had a thing, and I, I started it early, and I continue on my whole time, and it's still something that Onyx Path uses, which is that if you're going to buy art for something, it has to be appropriate. Mm-hmm. And um, our, our measurement of appropriate uh, includes… The graphics cl- includes the graphic design, includes uh, you know what the cover is like and how we do it and, and all that sort of uh, sort of stuff. And when it comes to the art. What kind of art do you want to get? We could get anything, or we could try to zoom in on very particular things. Um, at this point, we we were looking at it and saying one of the things that we were inspired by with Werewolf. I know this this sounds weird, but if you remember the first couple of, of, of supplements, uh, was miniatures.
0: Sure, that makes sense.
1: we thought this would be a like this would be a much it would be a much more useful game because we figured it was gonna have more combat in it to have either either miniatures or chits or something where a vampire you could play and you say so you walk into a room well, what's in the room it's it's an it's an, a parlor with some candles over in the corner and curtains and, and you go, oh, okay, I can kind of picture that in my mind and until you really get down to a you know well I'm gonna go hide behind this thing, you don't really have to chart that out, but mm-hmm. it, the more combat involved you are. Uh, which which we really thought Werewolf would be would be, amp that up, um, just because of their abilities. You want to know where everything is, so we we started putting you know gridded maps in in the supplements, and sometimes even you could cut these guys out and use them on the maps, but other times use them as major. So it was it was going for that and for a little bit more of a comic book um, feel. Uh, if you if you'll note, uh, I think in, in Werewolf, um, there's a lot more quarter page art. Yes, definitely. Um, and that was a way to get a little bit more art sk- throughout the book, rather than in, in very you know, more more sedate, controlled things, which is where we went with with vampires. Like you know, we went, this is more static, and then with Werewolf, we want to have it boom, 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 you know, it's going to happen, and then. Um, the idea of breaking the border. We had a bunch of s- strong borders throughout, and the whole idea of werewolf is that werewolves so, are you know, so powerful that they can break through the border. And so you put that kind of like subtext in there with how you're getting the art um, and the kind of art that you're, you're looking to get. And, of course, we were still doing black and white at the time. Uh, we could only do a color in se- section. Um, so we, we we reserved that um, for the sort of, uh, in this case, in Werewolf's case, I believe, first edition, was just a, uh, pretty much a reprise of the little brochure because I think mm-hmm. that was the idea. They overprinted the brochure in order to be able to have a, a, a stack of them that could be sent to the printer to do Werewolf so it would fit in there. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was, it was um, uh, an aesthetic of the sort of breaking boundaries and a little, and, and putting some impact into it. Uh, definitely. and, uh, yeah.
0: And I would say it definitely has that frenzied feel to a lot of the art, like, uh, right. maybe may like using the in game word, but you know, it, it feels dynamic. Everything is, is frequently right. in motion. Rarely do you see a werewolf just sitting there or standing there doing nothing.
1: Yeah. Interestingly, enough, I think, I think we did that more on the full pages in, in the first edition. Um, because we did have that level of spirituality, we did have that, you know, that sort of, you know, are, they're trying to be calm, they're trying to live their lives, uh, and then the the injustices that's being, you know, being spewed forth from the toxic waste or from the from the iniquities of evil men, um, and the worm, and 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 you know all the, all the various uh, supernatural enemies that they had uh would force them to to burst out of that so i kind of saw that the full pages were a really good place to put a sort of a pause you 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 open up to the next thing and it's like oh oh okay so here's this one werewolf and they're sitting there cross-legged and you know they're, they're around you know there's a fire there and so you kind of get a little bit more of the sitting there um trying to find that that calmness before then you open you move to the next page and there's a werewolf you know ripping somebody's head off or jumping across a page or whatever sure yeah can
0: can we i guess i maybe talk about that a little bit i think the the thing that i'm interested in the thing that drags me back into werewolf over and over again is the is that spirituality element that and that right. dichotomy between spirituality and um this sense of, of frustration and anger and i'm like hey there's a mirror and i see myself in it but like for for you as someone that kind of has been on the train from beginning to where it is now, how how have you kind of seen those two themes play out? And what are your kind of thoughts about how that started? Maybe like how that began as a, a theme or an idea within werewolf.
1: I think again is it's it's, an, it's it's something where there's you've got a werewolf. What is a what, what is a werewolf in 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 the in the classic sense, it's it's you know a frenzied killing machine. It's a it's a you know force of nature, right? It's it's you can't control it. You're cursed, and boom boom. Next thing you know, you're killing your relatives. Um, it's tragic. It's awful. So what? How do we keep that feeling in there as well as enrich it and give it even more depth? And I think that's where we get into the you know the the eco awareness and the idea that. If these are natural creatures, the creature, um, that the more wolf uh, packs are being decimated, uh, the more that natural places are being destroyed. We build up, um, you know, housing developments, and, and and the more that we see the terrible uh, pollution and and uh, mistreatment of the world, this kind of provides you with that underlying depth to it but if all they did was run around and rage all the time you don't have any balance and it's and it's hard it's really hard to play it's like playing a berserker right like you know "Ah, I'm just always going to be fighting and killing versus you want to have those times where everyone's sitting around the moot everyone is, is communicating in the tribe how do you have that if everyone's going like to flip out every time somebody you know twitches mm-hmm. so you have to have that balance um, in order to have an enriched play experience and I think uh, all of our guys had a comfort level with with that with trying to find ways to put those kind of balances into into that um, and making them make sense for that particular um, you know uh, supernatural type
0: yeah that makes sense and I think um, the while I deconstruct werewolf a lot on this podcast, the thing that I do enjoy about it so much is that um, that balance and trying to find that balance point. Um, right. And that it's definitely something I appreciate. Um, yeah,
1: and the tragedy when you can't and things all go to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's a big part of it because, I mean, there's so many times in, in werewolf history where um, they haven't held that balance and they've completely messed stuff up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the various wars of rage and <laughs> et cetera. Um, yeah, where they've just gone too far, and you're like, you're supposed to f- focus on these things, and you just let it get out of control, which is just a metaphor for everything about being a werewolf, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, when you were, um, I'm, I'm particular, I, one of my favorite early books is Valkenberg Foundation, mm-hmm. which uh, you were art director on. Uh, for that correct yep um and i you were mentioning before the maps and things and that's one of the books that has them what um and i think with combat being one of the reasons but what were the other goals with maybe um if you know like with creating that uh that supplement or with the particular like maps and things that went into that what were what was that process like do you remember
1: uh frenzied and hurried Okay. Uh, I I remember that aspect of it. Hold on, let me see if I have it on my shelf here. Um Sam mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Which everyone always goes, "Josh, why is that a book that you like?" And I go, "Sam Hate was a really good villain for mm-hmm. the first couple of books." So
1: Oh yeah, and then he became, you know, just just mm-hmm. How we're going to make this guy go over the top. How much over the top? How much do you have?
0: Right, where's the top? We'll we'll get there. I know. (laughs)
1: We'll go. We will definitely go over that. Mm. My my Valkenberg um, just has the regular stuff in it. It doesn't. It doesn't have any extended maps. Mm.
0: Um, I I have it in the um, the uh, collection. Werewolf. Um, mm, now I can't. It is across the room from me. um, But I'm confident. And I could be wrong, and other and listeners might tell me I'm wrong that there were maps in it. Maybe maybe there aren't.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it has it has maps of the foundation. It just doesn't oh, have okay. battle. Well, we what we would have called battle maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I think again the reason is like I said, I remember this being a very uh, very frenzied sort of situation, and you can kind of tell like. Sometimes when we do artifacts, we do artifacts because we plan to do artifacts and we have a you know someone has written down what would be really great here would be like a a ripped up uh, thing with the letterhead of the Valkenberg foundation mm-hmm. and and other times we go um we only got this much art in the book is this big it has to go to press, so what do we got uh, i can uh, I can make up a thing for the front uh, you know, which is which is precisely what I did I think at that point we were putting. Some sort of uh, werewolf sigil in the front of each of the books as it was a way to represent mm-hmm. them. And so I think that that case that was like, we'll put it on the Valkenberg uh, letterhead. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And uh, Joshua Gabriel Timbrook was the one that uh, created the tribe symbols. Is that right? Am, am I remembering no. that right? Or is that one of your projects? That was mine. Ah.
1: That's where, that were mine, um, Josh. Uh, if you look at the back of the first Werewolf, um, he started started the what should these folks look like in general? Mm-hmm. You know, what's a guru body going to be going to look like uh, in the uh, in the in the various forms? And so he did some he did a, some great sketches of the various things that could go into it, and then. Like I refined the the whole look for the um, the various tribes. Um, I don't even I don't even know what what page it's on, but it's the one where the tribes are facing off against each other.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then the, uh, the 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 tribe symbols were based off of the sigils, and I actually did those. Um, kind of thought it would be really cool if they had a way to communicate with each other, and. That that would be a different kind of tribe, like a different way to do symbols. We, you know, we had the the very literal here is an object kind of symbols for uh, for the vampire clans. Um, like uh, we were still we were already we were already considering those and how to do them and stuff like that when this came up. And what I did, I was like, well, how would they communicate? Well, they'd scratch things into like at, 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 its, at its very start. Their 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 way of written communication would be scratching stuff into uh, bark or even mm-hmm. stone, considering, mm-hmm. you know, how, how tough their, their claws are. Or even, you know, if you just wanna leave a quick message in the dirt and, and you know, you're on your you gotta run. Um well, they'd use their claws. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to use claws uh, to make to make sigils, but um, we had a warehouse that was filled with all of our books. It was one of the things that White Wolf did that a lot of other companies didn't do. We had always had the warehouse connected to the offices and mm-hmm. uh, all these boxes all over the place. So I, I took four Sharpies and I took uh, rubber bands and attached them to each of my fingers. Uh, I may have even done, I may have even put one on the on the thumb just to see what that would look like. So running around, I have these five Sharpies attached to my fingers and I'm just running through the warehouse slashing at these at these boxes these cardboard boxes to see what sure. kind of marks they would make if they were running and they had to get away but they wanted to leave a message what could they do how much time would they have to make it so what could i do fast or if they are taking their time what kind of marks do you get if you just use it and that was kind of the, the genesis of of the uh, of all the sigils and then kind of condensing those down saying i want to do um I want to do bonars and so um i think actually uh Originally for that one, I was trying to get a, a kind of a, make it look like a cockroach, uh, you know, uh, but use those same shapes and, and make the and make the things out of it. So That's awesome. And, and obviously we've we've run with <laughs> with what happens when werewolves do slashy marks uh, <laughs> you know, now right. for, dec- for decades. Yeah, it's a it theme
0: all- that's just continued on and on, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I have no idea what the warehouse workers thought about this this maniac <laughs> running through him, long hair, slashing stuff with a with the sharp. If
0: they weren't right. used to it at that point. I don't think that they they were ever going to be, were they? Well,
1: you know, you had to, I think there had to be a certain level of indoctrination if you weren't already a role playing uh, role playing person to kind of say this is what this is going to be like if you're here, so you better be ready for it. And especially if you're if you're somebody who's coming in who. You know, just really wants to just have a job. Um, it's a little. It's a little tougher to explain. Well, why is that guy yelling in the corner? Well, he's uh, <laughs> he's trying to 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 evoke a positive ship out for our our latest book, and and he's making a deal with the warehouse fairies.
0: You know, <laughs> right? What? So-
1: <laughs> That, that actually happened so you know
0: <laughs> i am not surprised <laughs> um that leads me to ask about the tribe books um be- hmm? because they came out with the symbols on the front right. but uh some of them were uh like were missing pieces and things like that or they were indented a little bit it was um was that done for any other purpose other than it looks like interesting art, or what was what were the thought processes behind that? I
1: mean, for the the uh, um, the cutaways.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: So when we did the original werewolf, um, you know, uh, trying to come up with something that would be as evocative as the rose on on vampire, and one of our guys had found this massive piece of metal that was all rusty and nasty. So this could be a great cover, like the, the Green Marble. Like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you. But what else do we do to it? And it, it, we were talking about this for weeks. What else could we do with it? Well, we could put a skull. Huh, look, that showed up in uh, Forsaken. Uh, but, you know, we could do this. We could do that. And Josh and Stu and I went to our weekly uh, visit to the local comic book store. And we were in there looking at comics and stuff, and I pulled out – right around that time period in comic books, they were really getting into the variant covers.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: And I pulled out whatever was the number one issue of Wolverine, and they had done a die cut through the front cover of where Wolverine's closet slashed in. And I looked at it. And it was showing behind you – know, and the whole thing was you could see somebody – I don't know if it was their face or their, 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 their superhero symbol or whatever was behind it. So you knew something was going on. And I turned it around, and I, sh- I showed it to Josh, and I showed it to Stu, and I showed it to Josh, and I showed it to Stu. And they're both like at separate parts of the, the store, and they, they walk towards it, so go Show it to Josh, show it to – and they're like, what? I'm like, werewolf cover. Can we do that? Let's talk to our printer and find out. Mm-hmm. So for werewolf itself, it was it was you know four claw marks whoosh, coming through, uh, and then you can see the, the the forest behind it, which was you know then now we got our now we have our symbolism, savagery, rusting awful metal, and behind it nature and beauty and 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 what what we what we, we crave and, and and are trying to protect. When we did the tribe books, we wanted to continue to do that. We already had the symbols for the tribes made, so let's do a die cut of the symbols of the tribes. Um, the problem was is that uh, for essentially parallel slash marks, there's not really any edges for things to grab hold of and rip off Mm -hmm. whereas these these symbols were never designed to do as a die cut so we had to fake some of them we had to do some of them and then of course they go out into stores and people would push them on and off the shelves and they get corners that would get ripped so it ultimately became like uh what a it was was a (laughs) cool idea and we Mm -hmm. got away with it but let's never do that again
0: yeah Um, one of those ideas that i can like it I follow all of that logic to be like, this is a super awesome this is so cool. concept, yeah. And then you see the the outcome, and you're like, oh well. As an idea, it was great, but. Right.
1: but so I yeah. think then Makes what sense. we did is I think then we had them on there and we debossed them mm-hmm. for like revised edition. Like I think you know we, we stayed away. Yeah, then.
0: I. Um, I know with the uh, the breed books, they are all embossed as opposed to yeah. uh, being die cuts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, the good thing is, of course, I um, was able to come back on that for Werewolf Second, and no one had ever die cut for this, with these printers. So any of the printers we talked to, and we, we had a, a fair crew, uh, a variety of them, none of them had ever die cut anything that was that was solid cardboard.
0: Meanwhile.
1: Wow. Uh, and finally, I, I actually wound up working with a printer who outsourced it to a bootmaker. Who was used to punching through heavy leather, and he used that press, which was like a, a, a powered press. Individually, each one of them had to be you know, opened up, laid on the on the thing. And wow. Next book. So wow, we were we were. We, I, mean, I don't know. We probably printed something like you know fifteen twenty thousand of that first you know, first werewolf. So it took a while, but it, you know, for me, of course, my, my mad art director ways, it was worth it. Cause it looked, you know, Whoa, we put a die cut through a, a solid, heavy book, you know,
0: definitely. And it's definitely iconic. Like you're never going to look at a copy of werewolf, the apocalypse and not go, Oh, Hey, I know immediately what book this is.
1: Yeah. And, I, and that was really, that was really what we were aiming for. Um, all, you know, all with it. So yeah, that was second edition. Then the third edition, we backed off again. Mm. Um, and uh, and then Werewolf 20 um, w- were able to do um, that a- and then also found a way to do it through actual metal, which was you know kind of coming all the way back around to that original wouldn't-it-be-cool mm-hmm. slab of metal we had in, in, in the office um, and say each one of these covers could have a slab of metal that's that's actually been cut through because that's how freaking tough werewolves are. <laughs>
0: How many of those uh, metal cover werewolf twentieth well, anniversaries actually got made?
1: Uh top of my head, and, 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 and like fifty more than we had as uh, backers. That's backers, okay, and so it was. It was tight. It was because mm-hmm. fair number. Like I, I did everything I could to like, once those things were ready and it took a really long time. Um, once those things were ready, I, I personally sent out all the backer copies mm-hmm. and I would contact the person first to make sure all the information was consistent before I even would, would do a label for it. Yeah. Uh, because which I makes just, sense. just didn't, and as it was, we still had to do a couple of reships because of some, some screw stuff, not on the part of us or on the other people, but on the part of the, Postal Service or whatever, you
0: know. Yeah. Not that the Postal Service ever has any problems, but yeah, no, I understand.
1: Yeah, so it was a tight one.
0: That's awesome, though. So I'm going to ask you to do something tough here, and it is a sin for creatives to to answer this question, but is there a single piece of art for Werewolf that you would say, this is my favorite piece of art, either maybe that you put together or that someone else did?
1: Oh, um. For me personally, I'm still really, really fond of a bunch of the monsters in the back of okay. Werewolf One because, mm-hmm. again, this was this was short term. Oh my goodness, we should like I was like, well, why didn't we get illustrations for all these monsters? I don't have uh, what? I didn't even know that we were doing these guys. Okay, I'm gonna have to sit down and and go through the the. the, the antagonist chapter and make sure that we have enough illustrations to support it so i'm really i'm really still fond of a lot of them um some of the some of the nexus crawler and stuff like that that was that was um stylistically a really great place that i, I liked doing work with like doing a bunch of the of uh, the card art for uh, the rage card game mm-hmm. um there were a lot of pieces in there i was really happy with so, what was? Uh, uh, but, but, is a overall, segue, but overall, okay. before you before you segue, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go into because I think you know I always like to give props out. Um, I could, I mean, I one of Ron Spencer's pieces,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of them. I don't, I, I could probably really pick six of them and just go. I can't choose because they're sure. also also great. But I'm I, I I started in the business as an illustrator um, at the same time that Ron did. And he and I worked on Tal's Lanta, the, the, the the game line, mm-hmm. for years together, both doing illustration. Never met. But when I started hiring artists, um, he was one of the first artists I reached out to and got him on board with a bunch of, of projects. And somewhere along the line, I, I don't know that I knew he wanted to do Werewolf until he finally said, I want to do Werewolf. I got to do Werewolf. Let me do Werewolf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, was, I was really glad he spoke up for that. But I've always, I've always loved his work hated getting hated having to go for the same assignment and because uh, i knew right. why are you even why are you even talking to me just hire ron come on <laughs> it's great
0: which totally makes sense and my co-host who's not with us today but carrie absolutely loves ron spencer's art so um definitely uh, a very iconic werewolf artist for most oh, people
1: oh yeah and i mean i mean if and the thing is is like yeah, I mean Ron. Ron, like any of us, can can just do the job when the job needs to be done. But when he is when he is in his A game, um, he is creating um, just just uh, on, a, on a technical level, he's he's doing stuff that nobody else can do. And It's just a, just absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, just now picturing like different various pieces that I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they are they are always evocative of the setting. and Oh yeah, and the games of the game mm-hmm.
1: and and just just total craze dynamic. Yeah. So I was really so, thrilled to get him to to do the uh, the Werewolf Twenty.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was just going to mention that like the um, there's quite a bit of his art in the Werewolf Twenty uh, book and in the um the art book. There was just you just released an art of werewolf the apocalypse 20th anniversary edition um, and a lot of his art is in that right is I guess could you tell us a little bit more about the art book or maybe art direction for werewolf 20 is there anything any interesting stories in there
1: well what was really I mean really fantastic about it was this was right um, right when we were you know I mean onyx path um, was founded in uh, January 2012. So this was really at the beginning of being able to come back on uh, these projects, this, these game lines. Um, that you know, we we really hadn't we, we pretty much put into the into the the filing cabinet and said, okay, old world darkness is gone. We're on the new world darkness. Then you know everything that happened with CCP and stuff like that. So to be able to come back, convince the people at CCP that since Vampire was so successful, let's do a werewolf one. Mm-hmm. Wow! oh yeah um and then be able to be able to then contact people like ron um but also people like uh, like ethan and bill bridges on the writing mm-hmm. end and, and and talk to them about working on it again you know How do you want to work on werewolf again um that was really like you know they they use the, the phrase and, and it's only partially accurate but you know, getting the band back together sure. um it, it was it was very much a greatest hits of let me talk to, to some of the people that I loved working with on these uh, projects originally you know whatever 10 15 years ago and let's all let's all do this again and we really did have a great time with it um, and it was um, so that was for me that was the real highlight of it was being able to work again um, with people that you know I mean if the f- more you get into doing big big like you know giganto projects you know or computer game project or something where like you, you sit down and you look at the team and there's like 50 to 150 to 500 people mm-hmm. working on these things and that's not really what tabletop rpgs are about the most of our teams are pretty pretty tight and you get to know each other and, and hopefully you're having a good time working with people you, you like to work with um whereas you know you work with a, a Project uh, even a creative project for a, for a huge company, and you're win- you're going to wind up having to work with people that you know, eh, I'm not entirely comfortable yeah. in like this or or you know what that guy's talented but he's a dick.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, inevitable in those sorts yeah. of big situations.
1: Um, and you don't really and you can't really not do it because you know you got to do your job and you got to do the stuff you're supposed to do for the project. Mm-hmm. Um, Onyx Path was really an opportunity for me, to, and, and Werewolf kind of epitomized that of working with people that I really do enjoy working with, and uh, and 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 kind of having that fun of, of collaborating and going back and forth on stuff, and you know the art. The I, I, I try not to do heavy art direction like you know mm-hmm. uh, move that person's leg, you know slightly to the right and things like that so much as find an artist whose style is going to be appropriate for the thing we're working on and then make sure that what they're doing is accurate to uh, appropriate to what we're what we're looking for for the book or for the section they're illustrating or whatever and uh, and so it is a collaboration of going back and forth a little bit uh, rather than a you know you're 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 my art puppet hands Right. And I'm going to make you do the thing I want you to do that i'm I could do, but I'm over here doing six things, so you have to do it. Um, right. That to me always I mean, and I've worked with I've worked worked with art directors that are like that. Um, it's not a terribly satisfying experience, so I, I want to, I always wanted to 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 let our artists have more fun.
0: Which is the advantage for you being an artist yourself, you're able to empathize more with your artists and have that sort of better relationship with them
1: i Well, i mean it's, it's like i mean it's like anything if you've if you've been in that position um, you've done the thing uh you you, you understand it better i was uh, when i was back in the day uh, college uh, I was a waiter and so i can i can both criticize and empathize with with people <laughs> yeah. who are who are in restaurants working uh, their butts off um, and uh, and you know it's it's it, it allows you to you know as, as you know the saying goes walk in their shoes mm-hmm.
0: which makes sense mm-hmm. uh, I part of me wants to ask about forsaken's art but I don't want to go um, my listeners aren't going to be as interested in that um, but I guess probably end our, our recorded conversation with a question about what um, what other things about werewolf would um, you maybe tell a person interested in the setting or just interested in maybe diving into the material what sort of direction would you steer them in
1: as of this very moment I would steer them towards werewolf 20th mm-hmm. um, because it is a comprehensive I mean it's you know it's huge because it's comprehensive <laughs> uh, but uh, you you get a fantastic look at. All the tribes and the changing breeds and 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 the various uh, you know subgroups and things like that, the gifts how they work. It's uh, werewolf uh, twenty was definitely created in the same mindset as as vampire twentieth uh, anniversary, which was um, this is really something for the fans. Mm-hmm. You know this is this is for the longtime fans, and if other if we don't want to make it inaccessible, but our, you can't. You can have a you can try to direct a project towards too many people and have it not hit any of them, and right. so we did not want to take that chance because it was very, very important that for people who love werewolf, you know, way you, I pretty sure you obviously do, mm-hmm. um, that twentieth uh, was there to hit all the high points, uh, and if we did a little bit of fixing of a few things. It was very minor because we weren't there to, to bring it into this, you know, bring, bring it into the 21st century. We were there to say, here's everything you loved about it. We loved about it right here all in one book. So that's where I would go with anybody who was really into it um, on a sort of verbal level, I guess. Um, uh, I still think that the idea of, um, you know you feel that the earth is your mother and that she's suffering and what are you going to do to save her is, is, is still incredibly compelling.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's sadly a little bit too poignant of a, uh <laughs> too of a real. question. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, but that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we play, right. Is to, is uh, how much can we as an individual, as can one person do to, to, to make any, any sort of real Significant change. Uh, we can play a game where you know we can we have we have concrete targets that can be taken out.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of the things I tell people all the time with role playing games is a great way to experiment in taking action and right. building up a sense of self to face down all of those challenges and say I've I may not be able to go out and beat up you know the pollution or the oil rig or anything out there, but I can go out and hear, have my voice be heard and take action right. uh, to protect the environment.
1: Yeah. And it does, it does give you a feeling that, you know, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think uh, over the years we've had um, these, uh, these anecdotal stories from various people. And it's one of the things that uh, makes me so glad I'm working in this, in this industry for as long as I have of, of people who really did find courage, understanding, understanding, um, uh, like you say, practice uh, for for who they want to be, and to be the, that person um, because they were capable. They, they had role playing to to try that out with, or even if it's just a group of friends who ultimately you can you know you can kind of get into. You know, I, I've we've all been playing together for so long, so I want to try this. Well, you know why? Well, because I you know I'm really worried about this, or I had a really bad experience as a child, or you know whatever. It's it's um, it, it has so many value propositions to it um, beyond, hey, did we have fun at the table today? Mm-hmm. That uh, I think part of the reason why I've been such a big supporter of the Badana group, and I know you, you were at uh, Save, mm-hmm. um, the convention, is because of, of seeing this in action of people telling me, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't play X game that you that you did and that's really amazing like you know ultimately we made we made things that we thought would be fun and would be poignant but how that affects people that's so personal and there seems to have been such a, a positive thing that to see a, a group of therapists like Madonna come together and say "Though this is a thing this is real this is you know playtime for adults equals this wow that's yeah. that's
0: something it's yeah, it's powerful, and uh, yeah, I was at Save Against Fear, the convention that Badahana Group puts out, because um, because I've been talking to Jack uh, Birkenstock, who right. is the the head of the organization, about my creation called Reach Out Role Playing Games, which is a um, a method of intercultural dialogue using role playing games as mm-hmm. the vector for that, um, and I I believe wholeheartedly, one hundred percent that role-playing games as a tool, uh, whether more organized like a tabletop RPG or uh, a little bit more fluid, regardless, is uh, a tool for people to make themselves better people.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's certainly been born uh, born forward. I mean, hey, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting together with your, your gaming group, and you know, I'm just here to, to blow apart monsters. That's what I'm sure. here for. I had a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to. I just want to beat up some stuff, or I just want to con the the prince of the city into letting me open up this nightclub, or whatever it is that that, that you know you feel like you can. You've, you've actually accomplished something, even if it's just in this in this uh, virtual world. <laughs> you know, it's still is it's it's a totally valid reason to do role playing games. But in the midst of that, there's going to be you know uh, things happening below the surface that uh, that are even more. Um, Valuable for you. You're not even you know, you don't even know where it's happening.
0: Yeah, absolutely Well, um rich I want to say thank you very much um, for joining me today and talking about werewolf Um, I appreciate all of your knowledge and everything you're doing with onyx path Uh, I particularly am really happy. This is a segue, but I also did some episodes on Trinity Continuum and we'll be doing another episode on it soon uh, the Trinity Continuum is my absolute favorite game of all time so cool. thank you for uh, doing what you've done to make uh, that new edition come alive and oh, I want to thank Ian as well but thank you very much for are that. You
1: gonna, are you going to get Ian on the, the program?
0: There is, uh, I, I'm trying um, hopefully we can merge our schedules at some point and make it happen
1: Okay, well, I could. I mean, anytime you want to do one uh, about uh, about the continuum, back in the early days, you know, with how we set up, uh, how do we how do we do the originals, or, and then uh, we could uh, go all the way to what are our you know where are we going with it? Because we've got some really interesting and cool plans with it. It's it is definitely a continuum. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I mean, once we we re, you know, sort of hit the hit the points from the previous uh, projects uh, first editions. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna keep going. So it's, uh, I think there's just going to be more, more and, and, and even more, uh, fun, uh, and, and cool stuff to come.
0: Fantastic. I'm, I, I will take you up on that offer cause I'm yep. super excited about it. Um, again, thank you very much. Uh, this has been another episode of werewolf, the podcast. I am your host, Josh Heath. If you haven't had a chance to check out our Patreon yet, you can find us at Werewolf the Podcast on Patreon. Come and join us. Join our persistent Discord game, A World of Rage, and just come and hang out with us. Check it out. And um, again, Rich, thanks very much for coming. Until we have an answer for When Will You Rage? I'll see <laughs> you next time. The music provided in this episode is by Kevin McLeod at Acompatech Music. You can find his work by Googling Incompatech or Kevin McLeod. Thank you for listening to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. You can become a patron of Werewolf the Podcast via High Level Games at our Patreon at High Level Games. You can learn more about High Level Games at HighLevelGames.ca or by Googling us. Thank you for listening.